Welcome to The Bottleneck. The Bottleneck is a podcast dedicated to love of factory and automation games. We're here to bring you the latest news and game reviews in the genre. I'm your host, Dave, joined by my fellow co-host, longtime friend and virtual drinking buddy, Chris. We have decades of gaming experience across a variety of gaming genres and have, in the past couple of years, shared a deep appreciation for factory and automation games. Today, we're going to start off talking about our first bottleneck. What's in the glass, Chris? Well, today, to no surprise, I'm drinking another 8-bit Aleworks beer. This one's called Pine Aperture. Yeah, right? This one's called Pine Aperture. It's a... uh, it's their wheat wine base with pineapple and Tahitian vanilla in it. It's real vanilla, not fake. And it, the best way I can describe it is it tastes like the Dole Whips you can get at Disney. At Disney, So very delicious beer. Uh, perfect for the summer. Very re- refreshing. And then what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm taking it a little easy tonight. Uh... Uh, sort of on Baby Watch, could be coming any day now. So I'm starting with a Lemonade Shandy from Goose Island, a wheat ale with natural lemon flavor. Uh, it's a really interesting Shandy. I like it a lot. It's a little sweeter than some of them, a little more carbonated because it's like a like a lemon soda rather than just a lemonade. Uh, it's included in nice. it. It's, it's very tasty, though. Great summer beer. Yeah, I'll have to go pick that one up. I've been drinking a lot of shandies lately with the 115 plus degree temperatures we've had on yeah. a roll lately. So it, this one's been surprisingly hard to find. So I know Goose distributes out there, but like I haven't mm-hmm. found it at the regular spots. I've only found it at the places that have everything. So not sure you'll be able to find it, but hopefully you will. We'll have to see. You're going to need it. <laughs> absolutely just don't fall on the ground and get third degree burns <laughs> i'll try not to i was like the uh the pine aperture is it's like a almost 12 percent beer which is the only downside Ooh. to it yeah yeah it's a wheat wine so think of a hefeweizen on on steroids yikes yeah so definitely have to take it easy with those or i will be tripping and stumbling around In current events in the genre, notable patches, Tectonica went live, version 0.1. We might have a little bit more to say about that later in the episode. Read the episode title, it's probably not a spoiler that we're going to talk about it today. In addition to Tectonica releasing, Infraspace released a big balancing update, followed by a bunch of quick bug fixes. They have also stated it's slated to go live sometime in September, and they plan to include better tutorials, more features around around controlling the flow of goods, and Mac and Steam Deck support. They did also say that they're probably not going to add anything to the game after that full release, which is a little different than a lot of factory games out there, or a lot of games in general, I suppose. Um, a lot of them keep trickling out new content long after launch, but the more traditional early access is when you're adding features, and then you go 1.0 and you're done. Start working on your next game. Uh, and that's an yeah. interesting that's an interesting way of going about it too, because in our previous review on it, 
we thought it was kind of a little shallow, right? So going full EA, how it's, or not EA, but full release and having no plans to expand or anything, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, we'll see At what the state is once it releases. We'll have to revisit then. And then Stacklands released their Cursed Worlds downloadable content plus increased modding support. That's one that's only loosely a factory game, I'd say, but it's a very fun game. Probably have to check out that DLC soon. On uh, other news outside of patches and expansions, uh, Tectonica talked about their next updates that are coming. They're doing some extra quality of life features, including in-game stats, which are something that would be very helpful. Uh, something definitely feels missing from the current release of the game. That was exciting. And then Desync announced they're going into early access on August 15th. This is an interesting one with some curveballs on the normal formula. Buildings and units are modular. They can be fitted with different factory parts to produce different things, have weapons to defend. So overall, looks like an interesting offering coming to the genre. Yeah, I played the demo of this in a couple different, uh, like couple different Next Fests, actually. And it's uh, an interesting mix of RTS and factory game. Looks like it's got a lot of potential. Also, if you're interested in staying more up to date on a quicker basis, something more fresh, come jump over to our Discord channel. We have subscriptions to a lot of the more popular games and their Discord channels. So we tend to, and updates tend to be to come immediately into our Discord feed. And we like to sit there and talk about them and debate them. So if you're looking for something a little more live, feel free to come join us. And we have a, a good crew who ends up finding a lot of under-the-radar factory games that are coming out soon or have just released, things like that. Uh, if you're looking for more games to check out, please go up there. So this week, we are talking about Tectonica. Finally released into early access by Firehose Games. Been hotly anticipated in the factory game community, especially on our Discord. They finally put it into early access. It was a day one buy for both of us. I was slamming the download button minutes after it became available. We both played some of the alpha previously. It was great to see how the game had grown since then. It is version 0.1 now. There's a lot of room still to grow, but I have faith in the development team based on what I've seen so far that it's going to keep growing nicely. It often draws comparisons to Satisfactory. They're both first-person 3D games, but I don't really think that's a fair comparison for either one of them. They're very different games, cater to quite different tastes. Tectonica is more exploration and story-driven. I would say the factory game that we've talked about that it most closely compares to is Atrio. The factory elements in this one are a bit more emphasized than they were in Atrio, but it's all still in service of figuring out what's going on in this world that you've been dropped into. And there's a lot of, you know, text and voiceover and all kinds of interesting 
things going on, things in the world for you to check out um, that will help you understand what's going on. The factory building is grid-based, totally, unlike uh, Satisfactory. The buildings are a nice size, you know, not so small that it doesn't make sense, but not so big that it's hard to see around them and do anything with them. Uh, it's a, does a good job of encouraging both vertical and horizontal factories. Uh, they still probably use some quality of life to help putting the factories in place. Um, they're still maybe working out some kinks with the control scheme and things like that. But overall, it's pretty easy to lay down factories. You research technology by building research cores and placing them in the world. Uh, they're rather large in the world, which is an interesting approach. And then you assign cores that you've placed to technologies in the tree. Uh, you quickly get a building called a core composer that builds trees of them and auto places those cores if you feed them in. They still take up a lot of space, but it's nice to have them auto placed and not have to do that manually, especially as you're going to need thousands of them over the course of the game. Uh, we both played this one a decent amount. Steam tells me I have 17 hours, but I know a fair chunk of that was just letting the game run in the background while I did other things. Uh, Chris, what were your initial impressions in the time you got to play with it so far? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It's definitely throws the exploration to the front of the game compared to the other ones in the genre. The proof behind that is the tech tree. You must explore and go around and scan the technology that's on the ground or in other buildings or discover it before you can actually research it. So there's no automatic, you know, just of re-research the research tree and you're good and it's the next logical step is there it's like no some of them are like that but buildings inserters long inserters fast inserters water wheels you actually have to find those and scan them in order for them to become available in your tech tree for use the core composer it's a cool idea i wish it i wish the actual research cores aren't so huge especially given the amount of them. Um, that's it's, But it's a cool idea. You know, they're not just consumed, but they have to be there. It's almost like a memory cell. Uh, do you need a lot of them, though? I'm still early game. I haven't even... Well, I've unlocked blue, but I haven't automated it yet. And you're already at the point where you need 250 or 400 of these to unlock one re research. And it's not even... To the second, like I haven't placed a single blue one yet. I still need 250 purple ones in order to unlock it. So it takes up a lot. I actually automated that part of the factory because handcrafting and feeding them in wasn't very feasible. So there's definitely things with the game that you must automate if you want to make any type of progress. Um. With that being said, I like the grid-based. I like that it's vertical. Snapping of belts is pretty easy to use. If you want to go up levels, just start where you want to end and drag it backwards. Just make sure it's pointing in the right direction and it builds real easy. Uh, splitters and um, splitters and mergers happen automatically on the belts if two belts are touching from opposite directions type of thing. So you don't have to... Yeah, the logic on that needs a little bit of work. But yeah, 
but once you yeah. once you figure out how nice concept it'd be nice to do like a smart splitter or something like we get in satisfactory where you can you can and i don't know if this is a thing or not i haven't done it yet but um i don't know if you could select the splitter and prioritize no. output for instance right i don't think that's a thing yet. yeah so obviously that's I, not there i don't know if it's further in the research tree maybe but haven't gotten there yet uh, overall i thought it was fun a lot of fun. I like the idea. I think I put this in down in the gameplay area down there, but I've worked in data centers before. Power gets run underneath the floor in a data center. You have power floors in Tectonica. If placing the buildings down and all that very much makes it feel like you're in a data center with the grid layout and how it works. I like that a lot. The buildings are cool. Their animations are done well. Overall, like the game. Uh, first impressions, uh, this is one I'm going to enjoy. Uh, about the only thing up, up front with the initial impressions is I'm not a big fan of handcrafted worlds, but it's not the end of the world. So Yeah, with a narrative game like this, I understand that it kind of has to be that way. I'd love to have a version like... Yeah, I'd love it if they eventually added a way to play a procedurally generated world after you finished the first world, but I doubt that's ever going to make it in. Be a lot and that's work. fine. It's you know, it's 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 their game. They can do what they want. So maybe we'll see a DLC in the future or something. But yeah, I overall, do love the, right now, I mean, the total deformity, deformability of the world. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can destroy almost anything and yeah, you can build anywhere. You can tunnel all the way down and make a huge under underground factory or you can you know destroy all the walls between two areas pretty much make one big cave so uh, yeah it's it's a lot of fun to be able to say oh you know it's satisfactory like ah oh, crap i ran into this cliff now i can't build over here but that never happens to you or almost never happens to you in tectonica always expand yeah, it makes, more it feels very similar like if you've ever played no man's sky using the train manipulator tool you can you can mine you can flatten you can add back and restore it has all those different options in tectonica so you're free to customize the area to your needs yeah all right so let's let's dive into some of these and take a look at each of them so why don't you give us some thoughts on the actual gameplay? Yeah, I, you know, I, I like you had a ton of fun. Uh, the exploration I thought felt really good. The movement is nice. Uh, the way that they guide you along the tech tree and towards different areas with doors all works really well. Like you can unlock doors, certain doors with certain items that you need to produce, and it sort of gates you know, gates your progress behind those doors, but it does it in a rather smooth way. I like finding new things in the world, digging for them. Uh, the digging can be a little tedious. I like digging through walls and down into floors when you only have the mole, but once you unlock explosives, that helps a lot. Factory building is solid. There are still some kinks to work out in how it, you place things, but I like the building more than satisfactory already, but less than DSP and Factorio. 
overall, the user experience is still a little bit raw, but it is early access, and they're definitely still working on that. What are your main gameplay thoughts? Yeah, so I happen to play this on both my Steam Deck and on my gaming laptop. I thought it played very well on both. It was a good experience. The save games transfer between the two seamlessly as expected. On the deck, we got the overlays that you expect, and it it played wonderfully on both. Uh, it's actually a more of a battery eater than uh, Satisfactory was, which I thought was quite interesting because Satisfactory comes off as more graphical, but I can't. But Tecton actually eats more of the battery. And this is the same way on my laptop, too. I noticed frames per second is it's more strenuous to run Tectonica versus Satisfactory for whatever Presumably reason. Presumably, they're still optimizing things. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the exploring part was cool. The Echo Sketch, I like how it's 3D. Not everything's on the same plane. So, for instance, I was looking for... I could see there was a room on the Echo Sketch, and I was tunneling towards it, and then I ended up tunneling under it. And I'm, I was like, where is this at? You know, and had a, had a changed direction a little bit, but that was fun. You know, the grid layout, everything makes it easy. The buildings and how they snap to the grid is a little bit annoying with some of them. The thresher, I can't place them with one square between them. It forces you to do two squares between them, which means you can't direct feed without using a or you have to use a long inserter for them. Yeah. And two squares I, is just totally useless. At least make yeah. it three if you're going to make it anything. Right. So, you yeah, you can't really do much with it. Fast inserter, belt, fast inserter or something. Yeah, at least give me the option. If I want to have two spaces in between, then then let me do that. You know, it should, But I should be able to snap them. I didn't see any graphical collisions or any other reasons why you shouldn't be able to do that. But... Speaking of the Thresher, it's it's weird because it has inputs on three sides of it, right? So you don't, so it's hard to uh, kind of make the lo 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 logistics come out of it, especially when yeah, belts. It's, it's an awkward you have two building, outputs for sure. Oh yeah, but that's it's actually a lot of fun to use when you actually figure out like, oh, I could, I could do it like this, you know, and um, the power power in the game. I like how it runs under the floors, the power floors. The crank generators annoy the hell out of me, though. <laughs> the fact that I have to crank them every five minutes. And I ended up building, I think, three or four times the accumulators that I need so that I can, and crank gen, so I can fire them all up and the power will last 20 to 30 minutes because so much goes into battery storage. Yeah, I, uh, I rushed water wheels as soon as I could. Yeah, I just now found those. the water wheels on the exploration part, so... That was literally just unlocked the other day, so we'll get yeah, back. Yeah, I, I went and wandered off exploring because I got tired of cranking. I was like, all right, I'm going to find water wheels. I'm sick and tired of this. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, I prefer power, uh, power floors over like power poles and foundations and all that. I like how everything snaps to it. And, uh, you know, I think satisfactory with the power poles, it gets a little messy. Yeah, I hate having to plan my connection to the power poles. Not, not what the factory builder is doing. You, you delegate that work to, to the IT guy. <laughs> so then, what did you think of the balance of the game? 
Yeah, I think the recipes are a little bit wonky. Um, I probably only think that because there are no statistics, so I can't really plan what's going on. So I can't wait for that to happen in that next update. Threshers are definitely an interesting change to the factory game for formula. Um, but like you said, they're a complicated building to work with, with three sides, multiple outputs. Um, I felt like they decided to use them in a lot of places. Like, oh, you know, this basically you need to thresh this thing twice to have it be any good. Or I just got to the point where it tells you another thing that you need to thresh. I don't want to spoil anything for people, but yeah, it's like they, they keep making the thresher necessary for more things. And it's like, can, can I use a different building that's not your biggest, most awkward building? has a weird vertical clearance that's higher than you'd expect. But um, other than that, um, it also seems odd to me that the mission from Earth, but producing so many things that you need to create for your factory, require byproducts of plants from uh, this planet. It was a little funky. Like I've, I keep unlocking more things and be like, oh, that needs Kindle Vine extract. That needs Shiverthorn stuff. Oh, geez. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to the quality of life update. So with statistics so that I can get a better feel for the balance. Cause what I end up doing is I just slap down more buildings. I go, I need more power, slap down more power. The factory must grow, which is fun, but, uh, I like an efficient factory growing rather than just flat dash. How about you? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the ratios are weird cause there's some two in three out. Three in, one out. Three in, two out. One in. You got like copper, one of this for this out. Gives you like eight. It's yeah. right. Yeah, some give like a it bunch. It takes forever for your inserters until you have mass-produced fast inserters to pull everything out. It's just yeah. Uh, one nice thing I did like with the balance is from the demo to the EA release. That seems they boosted the ore veins. I don't know if I. I think I'm remembering this right, but it seemed like in the demo you had to move your your ore miners uh, every few hours because they would like burrow into the vein, and then it would hit like a max limit, and you would have to move it in order for it to keep mining. And you know, I've been playing for ten hours, and it looks like it hardly made a dent in the wall at all. Yeah, so they like they've that mentioned they that, that they I think that they up up the amount of resources in each vein. That's so nice. I, I am a big fan of that. What about and controls? Then, yeah. So this is weird because I think I liked the Steam Deck controls over the laptop controls for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I think it's with the with the hot bar. The, on a laptop, you like scroll with the mouse wheel. And you might have to scroll a bunch or you have to use the numbers. Well, on the Steam Deck, you hit the arrow keys, but you can jump up a level in the hotbar. So instead of having to scroll all the way to the right and it goes to the next level, you just hit down, it goes to the next level. And it's actually easier to do the hotbar on a on the Steam Deck. Yeah, that's and really nice. Yeah. Because you need uh, two so hotbars. You can't get away with just using stuff on one. I mean, I would prefer like Factorio having four. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's enough room on the one as it is. I have to 
swap out items all the time. Well, do you know you can scroll which hotbar so you, you unlock more hotbars, the tech tree, and you you still only see two two on the screen, but you can control. I guess I haven't got them there yet. Scroll, swap them. I yeah. Yeah, we're not there yet. But overall, what did you think of, of the controls? I liked a lot of the controls, so I only played mouse and keyboard, but maybe I should give it a shot with a, a gamepad. Um, the hover pack is nice. Movement feels pretty good. I like how fast you can move in water. Um, the UI is definitely a bit raw. The menus are funky. Placement logic when you're putting down buildings can be a little weird. Um, I don't like not being able to change the level of belts that you're placing unless you have something for them to climb and then they automatically go back down to the ground. Uh, missed that from DSP. But, yeah, I mean, it's early access. I don't have any complaints that are impossible to fix, so I'm hoping that they'll fix at least some of them before it gets out of early access. But, yeah, I, I, I also wanna... found it annoying to scroll so much through the hotbars. And I wanted to add in one more thing as well. The There's a lot of games that are early access or that have been released for a while and developers are working on them, but the Steam Deck doesn't get a lot of love sometimes. And the developers of this did give it some love. So it has the proper overlays. The control layout is well thought out. So I just want to give them props because other games that have been out for years and they're still in development and the steam deck's been out for over a year now and it still has very little to no support despite active development on the game. So yeah, it probably helps Fire a little Hose. bit that it's sort of been developed in parallel with steam deck. Like it's probably easier to work it in from the beginning than it is to add it in later on like that. It could be, but we're talking a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. been out for a while. So then graphics and sound, what's your opinion on that? So I like the graphics. Um, as somebody who likes factorial graphics more than satisfactory, I'm kind of weird. Uh, it's a bit gritty, gritty and lower res than a lot of other games out there. But it felt like it just really fit the vibe of the game. But the graphics aren't going to blow you away. They're not going to be the thing that draws you to this game for sure. Uh, I really like the voiceovers. They got good voice actors. They're excellently inserted into the game. So I'm the kind of person who likes to speed through text. So I don't always like having voiceovers. I just want to click through. I read really fast. Um, I ran into a few problems. And I think there was one spot where there were like two computers that you could scan next to each other. And I assume both of them triggered like a voiceover. I scanned the first one while that voiceover was going. I scanned the second one and I don't, I didn't get anything from it. Didn't even show up in the log. I couldn't scan it again. So I think I just lost that. That's a bug that might need to be worked out. The music is a, it's just a decent background. Got, got some decent music. I played some of it with no sound, so I can't talk too much about the music. Um, yeah, that's I, I yeah. I I'm pretty high on the graphics, mostly high on the sound. How about you? Yeah, the graphics kind of remind me of Valheim. Um Val Valheim, the graphics, like the player character and all that, they're not gonna blow you away by any means. They're 
a little, it almost feels like a low, just a low quality texture. Like it's not low poly, it's just low quality. It's not very detailed. I mean, that didn't stop Valheim from selling millions and millions of copies, right? So it's yep. not all about the most beautiful graphics. And it kind of throws me for a loop, though, as I alluded to earlier, that despite, you know, this running at a 720p screen and the graphics not, they don't look anywhere near as good as, like, Satisfactory does, in my opinion, but it consumes more power and more, you know, processing power than satisfactory does i don't it's probably an optimization thing satisfactory obviously has a three-year head start on them but you know i'd like to see maybe an improvement in performance for what it is so we'll have to see um as far as the 3d first person uh factory builders that we have out there looking at things like fortress craft evolved right this game is much better than that was in my opinion. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. And as far as the music goes, I thought it had a good, it's like, at, it's atmospheric for a while. And then you get like a techno industrial beat going on and it keeps it pretty. And you know, I didn't really play that much with sound. I can't always play with sound, but when I did, I thought it was pretty good. How about the weight? Well, I'm a fan that the resources do last longer in the veins and I don't have to go back and replace them or add levels to them. So I do like that they're going to be easier. The ratios, on the other hand, lend a layer of difficulty. One, because it's not well published what the ratios are. And two, they're kind of wonky. So... And then overall, I don't know how you feel about this, but it feels like the factory kind of just runs slower overall than some of the other games. Like it takes a while to get a part out or a couple parts out or things building that just don't pump out as fast as some of the other games. And that may not be bad. It actually probably buys you a little more time to go run around and explore while it builds things out. But Yeah, I, th I think you know. that is part of the reason for that. Like I agree that it was a little slower to make things, but I think it is trying to encourage the exploration aspect. But the crank generators work against that, but I make those stop working against you at some point. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty chill game overall. The factories can get pretty complex. Resources are hard to go through, and there are a ton of veins, so I keep running into more of them as I run around mm -hmm. the world and like, Ooh, this would be a nice place to build another factory. Uh, you know, but there's no real time pressure or enemies. I don't know if there's a plan to add any kind of time pressure at any point. I doubt it. Um, but you know, it's an interesting that the game's log does like mention time when it, like the time and in, into the game at which you discovered everything. I don't know if that's going to come into play anywhere. A curious addition. Yeah, and I'm one of the things I'm going I'm curious about is the size of the world. Now from the starting point, if you turn around and follow one of the rivers, you'll actually find the edge of the map that direction. But I'm curious how far the map goes and you know up and down and how far out it'll continue. 
think I've run into that in three different places. Um, it's definitely, definitely not as big as a satisfactory map, but it also goes up and down a lot. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's big enough, big enough to get lost in. I've gotten lost a couple times. Oh yeah. I made it to the bottom. Right. I don't know if you saw the the thing that's at the bottom. I don't want to spoil it. No, for you. I would highly recommend exploring to there. I already. I'll have to do that. And then, what's your feelings on replayability and modding? Well, it's a it's a set world, not random, story focus. I don't think the replayability is going to be amazing. I think it's interesting enough and variable enough that it I might play through it a couple times once it's released. But you now yeah, there's also a lot of like repetitive stuff in building your factory that uh, once you've done it once, I'm not sure I'm going to want to do it again. I I've decided to actually stop playing for now. Uh, you know, I got to the blue research cores and placed a few of them, unlocked, I think, one blue tech, but I'm going to hold off on doing much more until the game is more finished because I don't want to have to restart if they do wipe progress. That's if they're going to or not. I want to go back in once there's more games, start from the beginning and have a, a new, fresh experience. There's no modding yet. I don't think they've specified if there will be mod support. They probably have at some point that I've missed, but it I doesn't seem like it lends itself great modding uh, who knows uh, how about you what do you think yeah i come back to my age-old problem that's not procedurally generated um i'm not saying the you can't add some randomness into the game i've said this about satisfactory you can keep core areas there but maybe randomize how it is in between or randomize layout of ore veins um but overall, I think you you stunt the replayability and the staying power of a game if you're not keeping it fresh. Like that's what people like about Factorio and DSP and why I've I've started so many new saves from the beginning is because of that replayability. You know, it's different every time. And to me, you know, it's something the whole thing doesn't have to, but there should be some randomness built in with caves and whatnot. Yeah, and it's one thing if it's like a $10, $15 game, but for a $30 game at early access relief release, you want to have maybe a little bit more replayability. One nice thing, though, is the terraforming that you can do. That helps because uh, you're not pigeonholed into putting this factory has to go here because, you know, maybe that's where the veins are. So you do have that option of moving things around, tunneling through, you know, whatever you need to do. Yep. And then overall, what's your final thoughts on it? It's got a ton of potential, just like we assumed from the beginning. Um, it was great to get in and play it. I'm ready to wait a bit longer until it's more complete before I go much further in the game. But I'm excited to do that once it's uh, more completed. And yeah, great game. Um, as I said, $30 is a decent amount to pay for a game that'll probably be one time through, but you know what? They're making $80 games now that 
give you about as much play time. So not too bad. Um, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Same as I was before. What about you? I'm with you on a lot of those sentiments. Uh, I definitely feel there's going to be a lot of potential in the game. They definitely add, you know, kept the, or laid a solid framework for it that they could build upon and expand on. Uh, even from the demo to where they are now, I thought they made a lot of good improvements on the game. Uh, but I am really looking forward to see how this game progresses and how it gets better as we go. Yep. All right, so, so then, where do we find the game? Yeah, so obviously it was released on Steam and Early Access uh, about a week ago. And then you can also get it on Xbox with if you have an Xbox Game Pass subscription. And then they have a website dedicated to the game, an active Discord, and you can find them on most social media, including Twitch. It looks like the developer regularly streams on Twitch, so something to check out. Yep, they're very active in their Discord and on Twitch, so the engaging team. So while your threshers have been <laughs> while your threshers have been bottlenecking you in Tectonica, what's been in your glass for your own bottleneck? Well, I'm switching over to an Independence Harbor Amber Ale. It's a ale with honey added to it. Not too bad. It's actually I think I was telling you earlier, it's a Aldi's find. It's not a beer I've seen anywhere else. I don't know what the deal with that is, but it's not too bad. Solid, solid for an amber ale. What about you? Go to Aldi and see if I can find it. Right. Uh, I am drinking an Athletic Brewing Company Run Wild IPA. It's a non-alcoholic IPA with less than 0.5%. As I mentioned, I'm taking it a bit easy tonight because I'm on baby watch. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, uh the biggest fan of IPAs in general, but that's uh, that's nice. I've been actually surprised by Athletic Brewing's beer. Uh, every single one I've had so far, I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's they're they're the... solid. They're all good mm -hmm. examples of the style. It feels like. I concur. So then, outside of Baby Watch, you know, I know you're coming up on that due date quickly. Outside of that, what have you been playing? Any other games? Uh, I haven't had a ton of time to play. Most of my playtime has been devoted to Tectonica. I've been doing a little bit of Against the Storm here and there. That game still draws me in every now and then. And uh, when I'm not on my computer, if I'm on my Switch, I'm playing Pokemon Legends Arceus still. Arceus, whatever it is. Um, just kind of slowly grinding through that game. Pokemon games are always a huge grind, but one that I don't mind too much. I also got an old, I don't know if classic is the right word, but a game I used to play a ton called Rius uh, by Abbey Games. I got it on sale on Steam. I already had it on good old games, GOG, whatever they are called now. And I felt like sort of restarting my progress. Game with a lot of unlocks as you go forward. I wanted to check it out again from scratch because it's been years since I played it. Saw it was on Steam for like three bucks, so I grabbed it. I've been having fun with that one. Yeah, it looks interesting. 
it's a very hard to uh, pigeonhole game. It's a god game, run-based. You're putting down plants and minerals and animals and growing these pounds. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I, I've had a lot of fun with that one over the years. How about you? Well, like you, most of my time was spent with Tectonica, ensuring we played it enough to jump into a review of it. Uh, outside of that, uh, just checking in a no man's sky. I'm at the point where I'm running daily frigate missions now. And so just for a few minutes every day, I jump into that or expand one of my mining bases or something, run a mission or two. But I mean, that's pretty, you know, it's been pretty slow outside of that. Uh, most of most of my time dedicated to Tectonica. I've tried three or four times to get all the way into No Man's Sky. Each time I enjoy it and then decide to play something else and abandon No Man's Sky for no good reason. It's definitely an enjoyable game at this point. Yeah, and they've done a lot of really good improvements over the years. Um, it's one of those they had one of the roughest launches ever for a game, overhyped, self-overhyped, I would say. And then yes. under-delivered on the product at the end of the day. And but he kept to his word and he's been making a phenomenal DLCs, multiple big expansions to it, complete rewrites of some areas of the game. I mean overall yeah, it's a fun game. Fun mm -hmm. game nowadays. Even has a little bit of automation elements. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only bummer, as we were talking about earlier, sometimes you gotta justify your price, and that was one of those sixty dollar releases and Never really got discounted for the longest time, too. So yep. A little bit, little bit rough. But that's about it for me. Thanks for joining us tonight. If you have any suggestions for us, please let us know. Feel free to join us on our Discord server where we talk about factory and automation games, ask questions about game mechanics, and discuss upcoming releases. Or head over to our website, bottlenecgaming.com, and check out the games database. We'll see you all next time. As always, the factory must grow.